lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round about, uh, round uh, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came in uh, into the uh, this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. And Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold now, and he goes through a horrible situation. I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you. Do you uh, to them as is good in your eyes, only unto these men do nothing. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. Uh, even there, you, you see how far, uh, quote, religious people can go in their, in their demented minds, uh, how far you can digress and think you're okay, uh, because the culture you live in is always working on you, always working on you. And so uh, he's, he makes just a wicked suggestion, an incredible suggestion. Um, but verse 9, it says, they, they said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came in. And, of course, they're, uh, they're, they're going to attack uh, Lot now and accuse Lot and said, this fellow came in to sojourn, and he will needs be a judge. Now will we deal worse with thee than with them? He, so the people that are trying to get to these men, you know, they look at him and say, you know, you just came, you just moved in here. You don't even belong here. And you just came to kind of stay for a while. And, and now you're going to you're going to judge us. And, and again, there's so much in this that parallels to today. Uh, uh, you know, you're going to judge me out here. Uh, don't judge me. You know, you can have no right to judge me for the way I live or what we're doing. I get to do whatever I want to, and there is no right and wrong there. Good to see you on this before. God bless you. Told you we'd come get you. Amen. All right. So um, now he says, uh, he says, this one fellow came into sojourn. He, he needs to be a judge. Now will he deal worse with thee than with them? And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut the door. Uh, and, and they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great. And this is the most amazing statement of the, 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 how depraved a mind can become. It says, now they, they've been smote with blindness, everybody out there, small and great. It says, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. You see, they were at the door of Lot's house trying to get to those men. They've been smote with blindness now, every one of them, yet in their blindness, instead of turning away, going home, searching for help, the scripture says they wearied themselves to find the door of Lot's house to, go, to keep going in. Now, that's amazing, the level of depravity of, of the mind of man. They were so driven by their uh, wicked lust that they were, they were going to keep at it, even though they've been blinded. They're going to keep at the door, keep searching for the door. Now, uh, there's, a, there's, again, a lot of debate that's going on today in this passage, and uh, but I want you now to go to Ezekiel chapter 49, Ezekiel chapter 40, no, I'm sorry, Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 49. 
may struggle this morning. They kept me out too late at the ball game last night. I've never, I've never been to a ball game where a 15-minute quarter lasts about an hour. And that's my wife. We were an hour into the game, and she looked up and she said, Rob, is that really the first quarter? And I said, babe, they must be marking them by halves now or something because, wow, that was a long time. Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 49 and 50 says this. It says, Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Now, there's a whole passage before this, and he's saying what they've done. He said, now, this is the same iniquity of thy, thy sister Sodom. Talking about Sodom. He said, pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. Okay? That right there is an, uh, just in verse 49. Uh, that's an accusation of what brought Sodom to the ultimate wickedness of Sodom that brought destruction. But what today's generation is trying to do and today's church is trying to do, they're trying to take this one verse and they say Sodom was not, was not destroyed because of homosexuality. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed because of, the, uh, because of this, because of their pride, uh, because they were full of bread, you know, because they didn't need God. And because of an abundance of idleness in their lives, because they were lazy and they were so, they had so much, they, they, they didn't work, uh, they uh, had a lot of pride. And then it says, and her daughters needed to strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. So they had so much, but they didn't give to others. And so that's why they were destroyed. Well, these are, these are, evidences what God's describing here these are evidences of what leads us to the depravity of sin this is what leads us to this truthfully that's pretty much America today look what it says pride fullness of bread and abundance of idleness and they don't strengthen their hand don't strengthen the hand of the poor and needy now this sounds ter terrible but that I, we have people that come, and it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful ministry. We have people come from all over, really Shelby County and Mississippi, come here for our little bitty food bank. We're a little bitty church, and we collect what we can and have food bank. Wonderful thing. But, but just recently I had somebody come all the way from um, the north side of Memphis, and they came all the way here. And they told me that they went to a church, a large church, more north of here, uh, very prominent, very large church. And I said, um, do they not have something for you? I mean, I'm glad for you to come here as to help you. And they said, no, they don't, they don't offer this kind of thing at the church. Now, it's sad when we, we offer bowling alleys and skating rinks and all those kind of things, but we don't offer the need to people that don't have. And it, it, it just, it, it really is. And so, but that's the kind of this, the condition of America today. We're so full of bread, we don't need God. And, you know, you go to other countries and you'll find what's wonderful about going to other countries, which we'll, where my wife, well, I'm going, uh, my wife's going to babysit for my daughter so she can go with me. But we'll be in Africa there with another daughter here in a, in a couple of weeks, in a few weeks. But, uh, but when you get there, and the truth is, they're hungry 
for truth and for the gospel because they don't have an abundance of bread. They don't have everything at their disposal. They, they still need God. And we are in such a place that, that so much of America just doesn't feel like they need God. And so, and now it says, but I want you to notice this. It says in verse 15, look what it says in verse 15. And they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw good. Now, so they had these characteristics, but these characteristics of this, I don't need God, we're, we have everything we need, I don't need God, that led them to commit abominations because if you don't need God, you'll soon move into the fact that you don't want God. I don't need God and I don't want you, so you just stay away from me. Don't mess with my business. I get to do whatever I want to do. And, and honestly, that's, that's kind of directed at the church today. And I'm going to just challenge you and warn you, there are going to things, as I stay here longer, I'll start to tell you some things scripturally that, that if, you, if you indulge in them, they'll hurt you. Now, you're going to, forgive me, but you're going to have two choices. You're either going to look and say, don't go into my business, or you're going to say, you know what? That's a hard one to swallow. You stepped all over my toes. But I'm going to at least check the Bible and find out if that's not what I need to do. Okay? But what's happening right now is that the, the world just says, don't get in my business. You don't have the right to tell me what to do. Uh, one of them that's running for president, I just read a quote from them. I won't say him or her. And they, they said, you know, you just, you know, I'm so tired of, uh, basically religion, trying to tell us how to do this, how to do that, how to do it. Hey, look, we're not telling you you got to do anything. But we're going to tell you, if, if you're going to have a nation worth living in, you're going to have to change some things. Now, you can go ahead and, and you know, just like Sodom and Gomorrah. But anyway, it says they, they were haughty. You know, they didn't need God. They said, we don't want you, God, and they committed abomination. You get that point, then you're going to commit the abominations. Now I want you, the word abominations refers to something that is morally disgusting, and the exact same word, abominations, the exact same word in the originals language, if you want to go there, is in Leviticus 18.22. And if you want to go to, to Leviticus 18.22, I uh, wasn't going to read it, but I'll just go ahead and, uh, and read it anyway for you. So right here, he says about Sodom, they committed abominations. Now in Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22, it, uses, it says, uh, let's see here, 18.22, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Exact same word. So it says that this abominations that they committed is exactly the same kind of abominations as is described here in Leviticus, which is homosexuality. And so that refers to homosexuality as an abomination. The new versions of the Bible, and this is why, again, what you'll hear from me is I'll try to get you to, to, to go to the King James Bible. And the reason is, is that they change the words. 
And now the new versions translate this word abominations. They call it detestable things. Now, they call it detestable things in Leviticus, and they call it detestable things in, in Ezekiel. Now, watch this. Detestable things, even by definition, that means something you strongly dislike or maybe you even hate. But wait a minute. That's completely different from an abomination. Abomination makes you sick. To think about it, to see it, to, it sickens, and wait a minute, it sickens God. Now, there's a lot of things that God hates, but there's not that many that make him sick. It even says because of the abominations of the land that the land will spew out the people. You know what they're saying? The abominations that go on the land, that, that, this land, America, if the abominations continue in this land, America, it will come to a point where this nation spews out the people. And, and that, in essence, this nation will be destroyed. So, Similarly, it's Jude chapter 7, Jude chapter 7. Jude is not one chapter, so it's Jude 1, but it's verse 7 declares, and there's uh, and seemingly so many, they get to it and they say, now, uh, they weren't really destroyed. That's, you know, homosexuality is not really the issue and all the wickedness and sexual sins and fornication, that's not it. That's not the reason. Uh, but Jude 7 says this, even as Sodom and Gomorrah, and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication, which includes every kind of sexual sin that you can imagine, and going after strange flesh are set forth an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So God clearly says this is why they were destroyed. This is why they were destroyed. Um, so Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. So again, while homosexuality was not the only sin in which the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah indulged, it does appear to be the primary reason for the destruction of the cities. And I feel bad. We got, got you know, guests here this morning and things, and, and, you know, but I'm just going through the book of Genesis and I'm taking the different events of Genesis, and it just happened to be where we are. Some of them are a lot more pleasant stories than this one, but this one's a, a, just a very important story. And honestly, it's a very important story in the history and life of America because it's where we are. But the liberals today want to take Ezekiel and try to prove that it was pride and inhospitality that caused the destruction of Sodom. Uh, this is done not to offend the present world that has been programmed to be accepting of homosexuality. Now, and they will, they will make the statement that homosexuality is a sin just like any other sin. If, if they will agree it's a sin, they'll just say it's a sin just like any other sin. But the thing that I'm going to keep before you, as long as I'm here, is there's a difference between sin in this life and the eternal punishment for sin. Yes, if you committed only one sin... Of uh, in total a lie, uh, then then you would go to an eternal hell. 
If you, were, if you didn't have your sin paid for by Jesus Christ, you'd go to hell. If you committed homosexuality, you'd go to hell. And so the eternal payment, sin, is equal. And as far as it will send you to the same place. This earth, if you'll look in the scripture, God has different judgments and different penalties for different sins. Some sins in this world will destroy a world quicker than other sins. Some sins will take a society down more quickly than other sins. Um, and some sins are, are a direct attack at God's creation more than other sins. Now, there's some sins that are just sins of pride and selfishness and, and, and indulgences, but there's some sins where we, we turn and we literally spit in the face of God and say, you created man and woman? We say, no, we're going to put man in man. Well, I mean, if you, if you create a society that fully goes that direction, that society will die pretty soon because there is no creation or procreation. So uh, they will make the statement as liking their sin, but that's, that's just a fallacy. It's a true statement, yet false statement. If you're talking about eternal punishment, okay, but not according to earthly judgment. They failed to look at the primary, and they also failed to look at the primary story in Genesis and the vital statement made in Jude. Also, they do not use the entire context of the verse in Ezekiel. So, number one, here's just points that we go through in this, and again, I apologize. This is not as pleasant a passage of Scripture to be dealing with. But Lot and his family were hospitable and generous. Uh, so, you know, to say that, you know, Sodom's being destroyed because they're not, Lot, if he's any example of this society, I'm not sure that he is, but at least in this one home, he was hospitable and generous. He's, he's saying, hey, don't stay on the street. Come on in my house. He says, behold, now my Lord's turn in. I pray you into the servant's house and tarry all night and wash your feet. You shall rise up early and go on your way. He doesn't know they're angels. He just thinks they're, they're people that are traveling. So he's offering them in. Number two, the clear example God gives us of the wickedness of the people is not pride or lack of hospitality, but homosexuality. Uh, verse four, but they lay down. And of course, they go through this whole thing. And, and, and it says, you know, we want these men, send them out to us that we may know them. The word know them is the exact same word that when Adam knew Eve. And so, uh, and, and she had a child and it was born to her. And so it, it, this sin is being described there. And so in this passage, God is clearly saying, okay, here is an example of why I'm going to destroy the place. He didn't give us an example of they didn't give us bread. He didn't give an example of that they you know, had pride or they didn't uh, take care of the poor. No, he gave an example of why he was going to destroy it. That's the example that he gives us in the passage. And number three, they, of course, demonstrated pride, but every, every sin has its root in pride. This level of pride led to actions that God called abominations. And they said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came into sojourn uh, and he will be needs to be a judge. Now we'll deal worse with thee than with them. And so uh, it, it just... Uh, this, this, they, of course, there's pride, and there's pride virtually in every sin that, that takes place. But number four, their minds were reprobate, as Romans chapter 1 teaches us. You say reprobate. Their, their minds were empty. Their minds were vain. Their minds had no uh, purpose. God says, I give them over to a reprobate mind. Now, understand, 
God doesn't give them a reprobate mind. He says, I give them over to a reprobate mind, the reprobate mind that they already have, that they're already demonstrated. That's how far they've gone in their sin. And, and so you say, how do you know that God gave these people here in Sodom over to a reprobate mind? How stupid is it, as I already said, is it to be blind and still searching for the door? Man, if I just got struck blind, I'm going to be crying out for help. Somebody do something for me. Somebody get me home. Somebody give me some help. I might even stop and say, God, what happened? Please help me. But instead, they're still searching for the door to commit their sin. That's a reprobate mind. I got a sin no matter what it's going to do to me. I got to, I've got to do this sin no matter what it's going to do to anybody else. And that's where they, in their depravity, the, uh, you know, I, I used to go out and win. It's not like I don't try to win people like this. It's not like, you know, because we're accused of not loving. This is not unloving. I'm trying to warn people to keep from going there because it will destroy your life. So I love you. And I'm trying to keep you from warning. But I've been out there. I've probably been out and talked to more homosexuals and lesbians and, uh, in, in my lifetime because I used to go every Friday, Saturday night when I was in Bible college, uh, you know, from, for a long time, I would go there and go two, three, four hours, sometimes all night long out at, um, out where there was bars and joints and things. And, and they had, uh, you know, a couple of, uh, just, well, it was two or three of them. One was just a straight lesbian bar and one of you know, homosexual bar, and, and they had it all there. And, and, and one of them, probably two or 300 people at 2 o'clock in the morning would come out, and I would try to witness to them. And, and out of that, all those two or three years that I went there on Friday or Saturday nights I, and, and spent hours down there, through that time, I was able to win one person, or at least one person prayed with me about salvation. I've been attacked. I've had them come after me with baseball bats. I've had them threaten me. I've had them pull guns on me. I've had all kinds of things take, take place. And can I tell you, this is not, I'm not being me, but, but I, no, I don't want anybody to go there because of the, the depravity of the mind where they go and they're thinking what they will do to each other and what they will do to you just for speaking the name of Christ. It's... We don't want anybody to be there. Now, so number five, they were haughty. Verse 50 in, in Ezekiel, and they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw good. Very clearly, this statement right there, oh, yes, they were haughty. And they committed abomination. It wasn't just the intent of their heart or that they had pride. It's the abomination that they committed along with the pride, the pride that led them to the abomination. He says, therefore, I took them away as I saw good. Therefore. It's real clear. That's a, about as clear a statement as you can make. Yes, they were haughty, but they were allowed to create actions that were, uh, their, their pride allowed them to create actions that were abominable. Le Leviticus number six, Leviticus 18.22 refers to homosexuality as an abomination. And, and I already talked about this same word. Sometimes I get ahead of myself. Same word used in Ezekiel 16. Uh, and it is the act described in Genesis 19. 
number seven, Jude 1, 7, and we've already sp spoken about this, about done. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Jude does not list the catalyst of pride that took them to this horrible immorality, but it does clearly list the immorality. That's what I want you to see. If pride is really the root cause or really, that is really the reason God judged him, then Jude would mention it. But Jude doesn't mention the pride or the not taking care of people. Jude says it's the immorality, the horrible immorality and perversion is the reason they suffered the judgment, the vengeance of eternal fire. Now, uh, again, here's the problem. In this generation we live, you probably know somebody that is. You probably have some family member that is. You say, do you hate them? No. Like I said, I've spent hours and hours out there. The greatest thing that could possibly take place if they would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. If they could get saved, if their, their life could be transformed. You say, is that possible? All I can tell you is that I had one. One that came, and, and it was after 12 of us or 16 of us, I don't remember exactly, but there's a bunch of us out there that night and knelt, knelt in the snow. It was so bitter cold and nobody was listening to us, nobody was talking to us, and knelt in the snow. And, and I prayed this prayer, and I said, Lord, would you allow somebody to come to us and say, what must I do to be saved like you did in the Scripture? And when I got up from praying, there's somebody about from here to that wall was over there, and he called to us and said, would one of you fellas help me? And I walked over to him and he said, he just point blank, he said, I'm on my way to hell. He said, I know it. He said, would you even be willing to talk to me? I'm a homosexual. And I said, I'll be willing to talk to anybody if you're willing to listen. And that man listened to the gospel he listened to me present the entire plan of salvation, and I said, do you want to accept Christ right now? And he said, yes, I do. He knelt there with two or three of us. We knelt on the sidewalk, and he prayed and accepted Christ as his Savior. Now, what he meant in his heart, I don't know, but that's what he did. And so I know the end, when I, the end of our nation, if we keep going the direction we're going, is the end that Sodom and Gomorrah had. And because of the love of the people in America, the love of the people in this church, the love of our children, our grandchildren, we've got to tell the truth somewhere because the world's telling a lie. And so it's not an attack against anyone anywhere. It's the truth, and the truth must be known, or we'll keep listening to what's being propagated in our, in our system, in our media, in our school systems, and, and, and that propagation is, is that there is no right or wrong. That's the new rule of today. There's no right or wrong. You do whatever you want to do. Nobody has a right to say anything against it. We don't. God does. So, all right. Well, I'll pray with this. We have about 16, 17 minutes. Father, I pray that you bless be with us during this next hour, please. In Jesus' name, amen. Whew. That's a hard one.
Oh, thank you. Wake up now. Wake up. Thank you. Thank you. Man. Wow. How you doing? Well, praise the Lord. You feeling better? Did you get checked out? But you're still not feeling great, huh? Well, we've got to get you right. <laughs> Y'all need something? Uh-huh. Above all names. Hey. Yeah. What's all the oils, Joe? The oils. Oh, Rachel Butler bought those in. This is her book. This is what? Oh, you're kidding. Oh, my goodness. Wow. What a blessing. Just come on in and slip in. I'd rather have you slip in. Now you'll need some? Yeah. Uh, if you want to 